Hey gang, welcome to the Gift with Purchase podcast, co-hosted by Jenny Lee and Ashlyn, where we focus on young adults and their walk with Christ by diving into the Bible together. Here we discuss what God and life have to offer for young adults. Now, let's dive into His Word together. Hey y'all, you're listening to the Gift with Purchase podcast. I'm Jenny Lee. And I'm Ashlyn. And we're so happy to be here with you, just having a good time. This is episode number one. I'm so excited. Yeah. So we just want want to talk to you today. Ash, how's your week going? Oh my gosh, it was so good. I did the church and then I did the work and I've been doing a few things with my fiance for work-related purposes. What about you? Um, I'm just living my wash, rinse, repeat lifestyle, you know, going to the gym, going to work, going to get my coffee and reading while I'm there. So yeah, I have a very simplistic life, honestly. (laughs) But I'm here to spice it up, right? Yes, I always love that spicy ginger. You know, I'm a ginger, I'm a fake ginger, but she's legit. She's the real ginger. I am born a straight up ginger. And now if you look at me, there's a lot of blonde because I like being in the sun. Well, that's awesome. Sun here in Texas. So, anything else happened? I mean, you start off the week like you're saying at church. I think we had a great time at church. I mean, except life group was a little off this week. No, it wasn't. Yeah, they gave me a migraine. Um, you want to tell them why y'all gave me a migraine when I was teaching? It was a beautifully earned migraine. So, Jenny Lee, she teaches our life group, which is a small discipleship class. And what had happened was she asked a question which made me decide that I needed to just sing to Jenny Lee the Disney Tangled's At Last I See the Light song because she was asking, what is God? And I was like, he's the light. And so I had to sing it to her. And then there were a couple other girls in our group who started harmonizing with me and it was a beautiful thing. And then it became a whole Broadway show that didn't stop there. And it was amazing. Yeah, it was just, it's just a little hard when you're, you know, teaching on the lights and the dark. Um, I didn't know if God had tangled in mind when I was teaching that, but um, it did bring the community together. I mean, life group, it was interesting, but yes, I've never seen that before. So yeah, you should really watch it. Uh, I worked at Disney. I don't need to watch. But because you worked at Disney, you should watch it. Anyone who's listening to this who agrees with me should definitely reach out to us, either comment or email us or message us, just to say, Jenny Lee needs to watch Tangled. Maybe that's what we should do, and the next time we get together. We should watch Tangled. I have Disney Plus. I prefer. I like a lot of Hallmark right now. There's a lot of good Hallmark. But honestly, with my my Watchmen's repeat lifestyle, I don't have time for TV. Well, I mean, if you don't watch Disney, I'll watch it for you, and then I can sing to you at church. I feel like it's a good scenario we've got here. That's that's kind of an awkward relationship. I, that's that's too much, man. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, we sing at church, so why not sing? Disney songs. It's all glorifying God. It's a beautiful noise in his ears. Even if I'm off pitch. I don't know. Well, maybe. <laughs> you can pray about it. You pray about it. I'll pray about it. Yeah. yeah. We'll go about that. So anything else happened this week? Um, no one died while I drove the golf cart at church. Glass half full. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> a, I'm not allowed to drive the, the golf carts. I like to jump curbs. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I don't volunteer in that position. Well, it's really great because I get to race the people who are on foot who say that they need to get their steps in. In my mind, I think that they should start going to the gym. Mm, yes. But so should I. So I just race them and I tell them I won. Okay. I feel a lot of joy in that. There was one time a mom let her kids ride and then she sprinted to the door and that was a real race. Mm-hmm. She actually won. I was very proud was of her. Was she wearing heels? No, she was wearing winter boots. That's so. why. That's why. If I was racing, I would have won, even if I was wearing heels. You're crazy. I don't know how you do the heels. Yeah. A lot of ladies wear heels at church, though, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. Well, we're going to get started because we are, of course talking about our church and one thing everybody needs is a church home you don't need to be a church attender you need to be a church member oh yeah it's a big deal why is it such a big deal to be a church member instead of a church attender because when you're a church member you are able to really get into the church and get into serving the church and serving the members of the church and the other attendees of the church so that hopefully they will become a member and you grow closer to Christ doing so. Mm-hmm. You need the meat of it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I love meat. I love that protein. Okay. So if you think about that, the meat of it, what are reasons given for not attending a church? Oh, I have heard so many reasons. Oh, girl, fill me in. So a lot of people will say that work prohibits them because they have to work on Sunday. Or they don't know anyone, so they don't want to be the newbie in church. Or they're afraid that they won't be greeted or people won't say hi to them. I can watch church from home. I get that a lot, too. Uh, While that has its importance and significance, that's still not a very good reason for not going to church. I'm only living here for a short time. I hear this from students or people who are on contract jobs. And another reason for not attending a church that I hear is I can have a relationship with God with no need for others or a church surrounding me. This is just a one-on-one relationship, which, to be fair, our relationship with Christ is a one-on-one relationship. Other people will never know the extent that you love God. They can't open up your heart like a heart surgeon. Like even a heart surgeon can't open up your heart to figure out how close you are with God. But at the end of the day, we all have to realize that these are just excuses. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I have had to work on Sunday, but I tell my employers I need to be the last one that they try to schedule on a Sunday morning because church is very important to me. Well, and I think also so many churches nowadays have other opportunities like accommodating factors you know there are life groups that meet different types of the week right so i think in the end like you said there's a lot of excuses but there's a lot of availability too right the church really does connect to many people in many different ways um so what are ways to find a church home um you create a checklist what are you looking for think about things that fit your needs so if you do work find a church that might have accommodating factors with that but you can check social media and Google. I mean... Girl, that's how I found our church. Really? Yeah. So I needed a church with a Sunday school because I had to work really crazy hours and my hours were always changing. Not all churches have Sunday schools? No, actually. Wow. There are some that specifically did not have Sunday school because they had small groups or Sunday school groups, whatever you want to call them, during the week. 
And oh. they specifically make it to where you have church on Sunday morning and then you have your community group or your life group, whatever your church calls mm-hmm. it, during the week. And I couldn't do that. My schedule would not permit me to do that because, again, I told my bosses, Sunday morning, that's the one time I cannot work. And so they stuck by that. Sunday mornings, I did not work. So I had to find a church with the Sunday school. And so I Googled churches near me with a Sunday school. And that is how I found our church. And I've loved it ever since. Ooh, do you know what the Yelp review was? I don't believe I looked at that. I would give a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, another way you could do it is you ask your friends or your neighbors. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, or even your coworkers. Definitely. Yeah, coworkers, you know. Um, especially if you just move somewhere. Mm, yeah. You'd probably make better friends at work because most people will have a yeah. job when you move somewhere. But a big deal too, you need to attend the the church more than once. I give it like a two visit rule, kind of like, like if you're going on a date, give the person two dates because you know, that first one, they might be nervous or they might flop it. You know, maybe they just had a bad day. So treat it like the two date rule. Do a two visit rule when it comes to finding a church home. That's true. And you don't have to visit a life group during both of those visits, but I would highly suggest that you visit or attend a life group at least one of those two times, if not both. If you can make it to both, that'd be great. That way you could either check out just one life group twice or two different life groups and really get a feel for what this church is and who was in it. Definitely. And so besides life groups, which Ashlyn and I are big believers in, you need to look for community outreach. Oh yeah. I mean, if that church is not reaching out to the community around it, or communities all around the globe, like God told us to, it's not doing what church is supposed to do. No. I mean, we're all called to make disciples, and so community outreach would be acting upon that. Definitely. I think one main thing, obviously I've been going to our church since I was 13, but you need a new believers class. For those who do find that church and become a believer, a new believers class is definitely needed. So you're talking like a believer of Christ 101. One class. Yeah, that's one, but definitely also a new member. So new believers is definitely, because if you are a new believer, you're going to need guidance, Um, but also a new member because it's a great way to meet fellow church members. That's true. There was one time, well, I mean, it was the only time when I signed up to be a member at our church, I ended up finding the cutest little couple who told me all about our church and what it had to offer and That was also when I found out all of the different life groups our church had to offer. And I was in a married young adult class. And Don't you have to be married to be in that class? Well, you know, (laughs) they accepted me. They were really great people. And no one told me that there was actually a singles class until I got to that new members class. Okay. And that's when I found out about it. So I was like, all right, homies, y'all been really good to me. Your kids are really cute. Uh, glad that the marriage thing is working out for y'all, but I'm gonna make some new homies over here. Yeah, that's when you came to my class. Heck yeah. Yeah, teaching the singles class is so much fun. But also, <laughs> but she said married couples and their children are cute. You need a children's ministry. You may not have kiddos, but it shows growth and they're taking care of future disciples. And it's just a great way of ensuring God's word. You also need educational opportunities. I mean, I couldn't tell you enough how much I love Bible studies are great. Discipleship ministries are great. I love the fact that 
I was able to be in a Bible study that was more of like college. I studied more for this class than college. It was a great class and it helped me seek the Lord closer, not to mention understand reading my Bible more. You oh, know, gracious. I had, I have so many commentaries now. Oh, I just got two more dictionaries that are almost as thick as my palm for my Bible study class on Wednesday nights. <laughs> I'm very excited to go through those. Those are just for the New Testament. But it, yes, educational opportunities is something that your church should offer. But that is a group setting. Another thing that your church should be offering or at least be receptive to if you ask for it is an elder or a mentor who can lead you in the faith one-on-one and just walk through life with you. I have been mentored ever since I stepped foot on college campus and I've graduated and it's been years since then. Now I'm getting old, but walking one-on-one with someone who is wiser in the faith has developed my faith and developed how I can really understand and read the Bible and grow in my faith and even down to the basics of how to budget. I mean, I know that's budgeting is not the Bible. But if you're a young adult, you definitely need to know how to budget, especially if you got those triple zero college bills to pay for. I mean, I wasn't one of those. I was a bare minimum education person, so I wasn't getting all this grant money and all that good stuff. So yeah, I think financial Bible studies or like you were talking about, those are smart and very helpful. Very. (laughs) Because you do a lot of praying when you're in debt. Oh gosh, yes. And even if you have money, you should still be praying. (laughs) Definitely. I think it's not a deal breaker for a church, but I'm sure you would agree with me, Ashlyn. What? Having a church staff that wears skinny jeans. Oh my gosh. It's so true. I mean, not only our church, but if I visited a friend and went to their church that Sunday or visited a family member and went to their church, it's like like an unknown rule or like a hidden, no, hidden, hidden rule. Like, or I don't know, is that the, is that the term to say? I, I don't know. But it's like an understanding in the sense of if you are on a church staff, you are at one time have to wear skinny jeans. At least just once. Yeah, at least once. Okay. Maybe if they put like the church emblem on them or something. I don't know. I just, it's not only me thinking that, even though I'm a fashion guru, there are guys at our church that I've heard talk about other guys and they were, I remember one time in life group, one of them was like, I don't know how he moves, how he got up those stairs. Mm, I, yeah. Skinny I, jeans are not for me, but I do enjoy rocking out at concerts and all the band members being in skinny jeans. I don't know how they do it there either. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can do my skinny jeans, but, uh. Barely. Me, hey. Oh, I'm talking about me. Okay. Man. I was like, that's kind of harsh, but moving on. <laughs> So with things to look for, what are things to would be a deal breaker that a church didn't have? Ooh, a church should definitely have a mission statement. Like Meaning? It, basically, their sense of morals that they strive to achieve on a daily basis. If a church doesn't have a mission statement, that means they're not actively pursuing a goal. Mm-hmm. And I heard from an old pastor who unfortunately has passed away. I say that not because I don't want him with Jesus, but he was a disciple maker. But he always said disciples make decisions before they're faced with them. And so as a church, you should be making decisions before you're faced with them. And if you have a mission statement, your mission statement could be just, we are the hands that reach our community. That's your goal. Your goal is to reach out to the community. Your Goal could be to have the best music in town so that 
You know, if you were in Nashville, Tennessee, you want the best music. That's a that's a pop and music place. Oh, if yeah. you have the best music, you're going to have a good crowd. I mean, it's great. I, everyone's mission statement is different, but if your church does not have a mission statement, you need to go. Mm-hmm. And if your church has a poor mission statement, you need to go. But also, if your church is not following the Matthew 28, 19, and 20 co-mission, you need to go. That, again, is where Jesus is saying, go and make disciples of all the nations. And your church should be making disciples. They should be reaching the community around you. They should be reaching the communities not around you. Your church should be reaching out. And if your church is not doing that, it is not a good and healthy church. So you should leave. <laughs> I love how uh, passionate and kind of animated. And you did that without singing. So that's <gasps> a good thing. Aren't you proud of me? Yes. But I will say this. I, I'm going to ask this question because I've heard a lot of people talking about it on podcasts and brought up in church discussion. Do you think streaming has hindered the attendance in a church? Like, like live streaming church? Live streaming uh, a service. You know, do you think that's hindered or kind of caused numbers to go down? Because, I mean, it was great during quarantine. I mean, I I remember when our church reopened after quarantine, I was on cloud nine. Oh, yeah. We were the first life group on campus again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we were on, I mean, not that we're always on fire, but it was so joyous being there. And I just think uh, maybe some people have taken advantage of it. But the thing is, there always was live streaming. Do you think Mm -hmm. pre-COVID during COVID and then after COVID, do you think it's, do you think that's messed with church attendance? I definitely think that church attendance has gone down just naturally with our generation and how busy we are kind of expected to be, but allowing ourselves to be. But live streaming has made it to where a lot of people are comfortable with the idea of only worshiping at home and it has affected attendance. I don't know if churches really count live stream attendances in their count of the week because mm-hmm. every church, I don't even know how they do that either. They like <laughs> they appoint someone to count every head and there's an exact number. It's not just 500 or 100 or 50. It is 172. That's Who's pretty, counting all these that's heads? That's pretty precise. I know, but I... I don't know if the live streaming attendance is counted in that number, but I do believe that more people are seeking the opportunity of live streaming than in previous times because we got accustomed to that Mm -hmm. during COVID when everyone was stuck at home. But also they experience this luxury of being able to be in their PJs with a bowl of popcorn or with their pancakes or whatever you might enjoy for breakfast. I understand that popcorn is not a good thing for breakfast. I'm not... I'm not suggesting you have popcorn for breakfast. But anyway, yes, I do believe that live streaming has affected the attendance at church on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And I think there are different, I mean, there's another reason I think that some people choose streaming would have to be, you hear the term, I've heard it, heard it. <laughs> I've heard it a million times. They say they were burned by the church. That's not precise. That's not correct at all. Because the church is not the one doing the burning. It could be a, it, it's the church member that does right. the burning. Right. And unfortunately, people associate the church members with the church, as they should. Yeah. I mean, I mean the yeah. church members are what create the church, not the building. Mm-hmm. Even though some churches can be beautiful, some churches are run down. The church building is just a place of worship. But the church members are what creates 
the big C church. Mm -hmm. But you got to remember, all humans are, in fact, humans. We're all sinners. We don't make great decisions all the time. And neither do you. What? I mean, you're a human. If you've been burdened by the church, I am sorry. That should not have happened. Please understand that with so much sincerity. My family has experienced that. And we, I'm not saying me personally, but I'm saying we as my family, we have been told, like, you're not allowed to come to this church again. And that's garbage. They told you not to come? They didn't tell me specifically, but they told members of my family. And that was not okay. Wow. And it was a whole scenario. It was miscommunication, misunderstanding. One side was chosen over another. And that's not okay. That's not okay. The church should be building up. And that, again, the church should be reaching a goal. Right. You gotta find a church with a goal. Mm -hmm. But even if a church has a goal, it still has humans in it. Humans make errors. What do you mean a goal? Like a church seeks a goal like numbers? Or are you talking about... Like their uh, mission statement. Their mission statement, their heart, their morals. But you got to remember, when you're being burned by a church, it's not God you're being burned by. It's specific people. And those specific people are just people at the end of the day. They're not who God is. Even though we try to reflect Christ in many, many ways, we we fall at that. Mm -hmm. We're... We're stupid sometimes <laughs> as humans. I forgot and what we... verse it is. It does it does use the word dumb in the Bible. Oh. Um, dumb does. is actually used quite a bit in yeah, the New Testament. I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you the scripture, but I've heard scripture on mm-hmm. it. And I remember the first time I heard the word dumb. And I'm like, that preacher's just, you know, thrown in a synonym. And no, it's actually dumb is in the Bible. I'll have to find that out and let y'all know next week. I think a lot of it has to do when they say get burned. It's not only just physically, like you said, telling you or... It has to do with arrogance, like Aggies. Um. Rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just most of the guys that I know that went to A and M, they're kind of they're kind of arrogant. But you know what? Hey, I'm sure they're all lovely um, now that they're young adults and older. But regardless, uh, people find hypocritical followers. Some feel neglected, but also gossip. That is a major thing. I hate to say it, but it is. It's a big thing found in a lot of churches. But yeah, for all the people who feel burned, we know that Jesus Himself. It's given up, given us helpful ways of communicating our feelings to solve these issues. So if you feel like you've gotten burned, he provides ways of communicating. I mean, how would you, how would you go about saying that, Ash? Um, I love communicating and I love learning how to communicate. That's why I have a degree in it. Mm-hmm, yes. But God gives us many, many ways of communicating with others and he lays it out quite beautifully. And one of those ways is found in Matthew 18, 15 through 17. You can go back and read it on your own. But basically, to summarize it, if you have a conflict with someone, you got to tell them. But you got to tell them in person, not via text, not over the phone. What you got to post it. I love post it. Not at all. Okay. It's not okay. But you got to tell that individual. You got to look them in the eye and say, hey, I feel this way. Please know that. This is the reason why. Mm -hmm. And normally it's something that they have done and give them time to reflect on it. And if they don't change their behavior. It could have been a misunderstanding. It really could have been. So if they don't change their behavior, God at that point instructs us, you got to do that same thing in front of that person and another person or two. You got to have a witness at this point. And we'll find this in a lot of judicial rights and issues and whatnot i'm saying this 
totally incorrectly, but <laughs> our judicial system bases itself a lot off of the Bible. But anyway, say the same spiel in front of a person or two. Maybe the person gets it at that point. Maybe they say, oh man, I messed up. I'm so sorry. Let's go, let's go grab a burger or whatever. Um, we're Baptists. We like to eat a lot. Mm, you know we do. But if the person still is like, mm, nope, nope, I've done nothing wrong. And they continue going about their way, still making you feel like you've been very, very hurt. You now need to go in front of the church with that individual and say, hey, this is wrong. <laughs> Please help. And these are the ways of communicating when there's a conflict. And it's a really beautiful thing that God has actually laid out for us in order to communicate effectively. Well, because I mean, we are the bride of Christ. I mean, definitely it says the church is the bride of Christ and Jesus is the bridegroom. And I think a lot of people forget that. I mean, it's all over in the Bible, but I mean, like Ephesians 5, 25 through 27 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish but holy and blameless. I'm sorry, y'all. I am reading it. I am. I'm really horrible about uh, memorizing verses, but definitely this speaks to it. Whether you memorized it or not, we are the bride of Christ and we need to remember that. And then there's just something for me. There's just something about celebrating and worshiping and like discipling among other brothers and sisters in Christ. It's just, it's a euphoric state. It's wonderful. Just that feeling you get. You know, it you, is. It's, it's just a great feeling. It's like being at a concert and you're all singing. When Glee came out and Journey's song, Don't Stop Believing, just was popping around everywhere, you could get a flash mob going and everyone knew every single song because they really enjoyed it. And that is exactly the kind of feeling that we get at church when we're around a community of believers. It's this joy that everyone shares and you're just all in tune to the same spirit and the same joy and it is energizing like the energizer bunny just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going like you yeah right. <laughs> yeah the thing is several studies and stuff have shown that over the few decades it used to be people attending a church like three times a week there were all those opportunities and mm -hmm. now it's like one to three times a month and uh but this doesn't mean they're out of reach definitely but there are different things why people uh do attend a church so those who do attend it's pretty cool 81% do it to grow closer to God. 66% find, you know, personal comfort in it. And there's another thing is 69% wanted to in um, introduce faith to their kids. Now, we didn't go to a church growing up. My mother was the most godliest person ever. Miss you, Mo. Anyways, but you attended church as a child, right? Oh, yes. Basically born in the pews. Yeah. Def wow. That's crazy. But yeah, but they're believers without a church home. 23% just say they can't find the right church. 18% say sermons aren't engaging, and I love our sermons, but yes, there are definitely, I'm sure, sermons when they weren't engaging, and you just kind of, you know, pull out your phone and start playing Candy Crush, or, you know. They're just people who speak in a very monotone voice. Definitely. They, they need to be animated, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And I will say this, millennials have no affliction, or not affliction, aha, I have affliction. No, millennials have no affiliation. It says when you come to faith, millennials are like choosing not to label themselves. I mean, why do you, why would you say that millennials are not? Millennials, I don't know. I feel like even though I'm part of this millennial group 
well, we both are. Yes. We don't like to categorize ourselves. We like to be more fluid and we like to basically have a grip on life where we can be anything we want to be. And when you put yourself in a single box, that means you're limited. And our generation does not like being limited. But faith is something that you gotta, you gotta pick one and just go with it. Definitely. I mean, if you think about it, it's not what be who you want to be. It's be who he would want you to be. And that would be helpful if in finding out what it is Christ wants you to be through a church. I mean, it was saying 18 to 29 year olds have no particular religious affiliation. I read that. I mean, that doesn't mean they don't believe in God. It just means they don't follow a set denomination. Uh, but the thing is, what percentage do you think of people that own a Bible? What would you say? Oh, that own a Bible. Oh, I don't know. Uh, 36%. Um, add some to that. It would be 87% of homes have at least one Bible. Oh, that's And like cool. even 67% of those who consider themselves skeptic, they own a Bible. Really? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But the thing is, as we keep saying, and as we wrap this up, we are the body of Christ. And we need to realize we need to be around that body of Christ. And Amen. it builds one another up. It gives you, like I said, this euphoric state. And I have to admit, Ashlyn, I met her at church. She came popping in because that they told her about the young adult life group, singles life group I was teaching. And it's just been so much fun having her, her here with me and growing as we, I said in the intro, uh, we're accountability partners. We meet every Thursday. You know, it's just fun to be, you know, there's no hidden agenda. We just get together and just talk about life. And yes, God is present. And then we got to hang on even more because our church provided Baylor tickets. So, hey, we went to hey. that Baylor game. You know, there's there's other advanced, you know, free tickets, you know, to sporting events. But that's not the reason why. The thing is, you definitely need to find a church home for community, for fellowship, and for personal growth. Oh, yes. And... It's just so important to find a good group of people, not just a church, but a small group of people within the church that you can really connect with. I know Jenny Lee and I, we are much closer together than the rest of our group, and that's nothing against the rest of our group, but I know that I have this group of friends where I can say, hey, let's go to the zoo, or because I'm just a big kid at heart. Or let's have a game night. Let's have a movie night. And I have this wonderful group of friends that I know aren't going to tear me down, aren't going to shun me, are just going to love me and even sing a Disney song with me. Yes, they will. And I will be there, maybe in another room. But yes, definitely. And you know what? What's great about this, once again, it's all about community, fellowship, and loving the Lord. And for those single young adults or even anybody a young adult you need that especially in this season of life amen all right so ashlyn anything else to say no i'm good go find a church home if you need help contact us yeah we got an email it's posted on our um all of our social medias but definitely yes find a church home seek out someone for advice maybe on a church or like i said google it google it <laughs> what do we not google nowadays i don't know we could have a whole other podcast on that <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening in we can't wait to hear from y'all again and listen to us next week we love y'all peace out guys hey friends thanks again for spending time with us today if you want to find out more or share our podcast with your family and friends you can find us by searching gift with purchase podcast on facebook instagram YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. 
You can also email us at gifwithpurchasepodcast at gmail.com. We love and appreciate y'all so much. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next week.